You're listening to Rock's Heart Radio. In this episode, Roxana Mehran talks social media and medicine with C. Michael Gibson and Robert Yeh. Hello, it's Roxana Moran. I am here joined by my two great friends, Dr. Michael Gibson. Maybe people don't know you. Maybe we have to introduce you. You think on your own radio show? Yeah, it's your radio show. It's your show. It's your show. Your show. Thank yeah. God I don't have to do anything. <laughs> and uh, uh, of course, let me let me do the right introduction. So it's Dr. Michael Gibson, um, professor of medicine at Harvard, and uh, uh, an incredible, incredible person on so many levels. Not just a clinician, scientist, trialist but an incredible person on Twitter and on social media. And that is the whole topic of this show is social media, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So we're going to talk about that. Bobby Ye, also at Beth Israel Deaconess, uh, Harvard Medical School. Welcome to our show. Thanks for having me. Um, there are a lot of listeners thinking about what are these guys going to talk about? And I, I thought we would, it's a tough topic. And, and I like difficult conversation, as you all know. And the one that I want to talk about is social media, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I think most of us know what the good is, but are we ready to take the bad and ugly with it? So Mike, I'm going to start with you. You have been a, a, an incredible contributor and able to actually spread the word and the news around the world to your, your followers, your listeners on so many different venues. And most importantly, I think Twitter, would that be the, the, the the, the place where you are mostly active with a large number of followers, I think like a record number of followers. Yeah, no, I think so. You were one um, of the most influential, weren't you? The f- third influential, the second? I think most my dog in- is the most influential. Your dog. <laughs> uh, so, uh, no, but tell, but, us about, tell us about this, your journey there. How did it start? Is, what's good, bad, and ugly about social media? Well, it's more than just Twitter. There's all types of uh, ways that people communicate now. It's a much more open world. It's a much more democratized world. I think that has been the real advantage of all these platforms, mm-hmm. is giving everyone a, a voice. Uh, you know, over on another open source platform, on this wiki platform, yeah. WikiDoc, the we've WikiDoc. Had 2,200 young physicians who've worked with me over 14 years to now build 106,000 chapters worth of content that's it's been edited amazing. millions of times. Amazing. So uh, it's new, it's, it's not, when we were growing up, it was very hierarchical and um, everyone at the bottom of the hierarchy was only on a need to know basis, you know? And now we've flattened that and instead of websites communicating one way to you, there's now a conversation. And there's conversation with doctors, but there's also conversations with patients. So it's good to have conversations, but I think we are just finding our way in how we have conversations that are good and not bad and certainly not ugly. And I think we've had some good conversations. I, you know, I think we've had some bad conversations. We've had definitely had some ugly conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I think the good outweighs the bad. I think uh, giving everyone a voice has really been great. Uh, but I think, you know, it's human nature. We have to do a little bit to make sure people are playing in the sandbox well. I think everyone should be able to say what they want to say, but be respectful. You know, I think uh, you can be also you can disagree 
without being disagreeable. And, uh, you know, I think we have seen some examples where that's gone. Yeah, no, no, there's no question about that. And I, I know that you did this first and foremost for the good, because I know you personally, but it was your way to give back, to be more inclusive, to be more sharing. Uh, that has always been your nature. But I think the bad and the ugly comes with it. Bobby, you are one of the younger generation of uh, physicians and a, a star already, not a rising star, you're already up there. And people listen to you. You have a lot of, a lot of credibility amongst your followers because of what you have done in your platform. Um, what do you think about where we are today in this cardio Twitter world? I find, I find it disturbing and I'll tell you what, what I think is the bad and the ugly. I think it's good to kind of have this conversation and to be aware of that. Where do you stand on that? I, I, I still think that it is in the nascent phase. I, mean, I think it's more mature certainly than it was a year or two ago. But um, it's still a relatively, you know, rapidly growing. But I think, you know, if you look at the size of this meeting and you find who here is on cardio Twitter, I think it's still the minority, a small minority of people. So in some sense, we're talking to a small group and it feels like it's uh, a little bit of a bubble still. Um, and where we are in terms of the good versus the bad and the ugly, I, I think there's a lot of good, like Mike has said. But um, certainly there are, I think, an evolving set of norms about what is the best way to communicate with each other, what's the best way to have conversations and disagree. Um, there are so many different people uh, and um, different styles of communication that people bring. And, and I, I always use this analogy, which is when there's that sort of veil of anonymity that you get, um, I think people start becoming a little bit more unpleasant than they would in real life. Uh, it's sort of like road rage. It reminds me of road rage, how you can be really angry and you're separated by you know, two windshields between someone else and you can sort of think and act in a way that is not how you normally act if you bumped into that same person mm -hmm. in the elevator, you know, uh, where that veil is not there. And I think that the social media does provide this sort of arm's length relationship that I think disinhibits people and it makes them both more honest, which I think is a good thing, but also potentially just, just less nice. And, and so do you think that we should use a platform to get more people on, on uh, uh, social media and on cardio Twitter or whatever we want to call it? Do you think it's the platform? I'm not sure it's the platform. I think it's the radical openness and yeah. the fact that people can say what they're thinking. You know, if you're a key opinion leader who's older, you had control over what yeah. people said. You know, you're up at that podium and you control what's happening right. in the audience. You control the microphone. This really inverted all that. And I think that makes some yeah. people uncomfortable. And so whatever platform you use, I think they're gonna be uncomfortable. Yeah, it's been you know referred to as democratization. It certainly gives uh, people equal voices. Um, I spoke to Bob Harrington about this, you know, a, a few months ago and, and I, you know, and it's something as simple as how we address each other on Twitter is very different than how we address each other in real life. And I think that if you were a medical student, you would never come up to you and call you. Um, you, you would be Dr. Moran and you'd be Dr. Gibson. And on um, Twitter, and, and that person would be their first name, you mm -hmm. know, that medical student. But on Twitter, you're just your handle. So it's already removed one layer of mm -hmm. hierarchy, which naturally occurs when we communicate with each other. And I think that it's sort of emblematic of how the hierarchy is eliminated in Twitter. 
Um, and I agree that I think that there are some people who are very uncomfortable. The, the audience is definitely a little bit younger, right? It's a, than, than what you see walking around here. And so um, I think it's a little bit less formal and, and certainly that, that makes someone uncomfortable. So how do you guys choose like what to put on Twitter? I, I don't know, like, is there like a thing that you do? I know what I do. I'm very, I'm not, I'm sort of not on Twitter. All, I'm just too busy. I, you know, honestly, it's too, too hard. You really have to have a good dedication to have like what you do you're, because you're just one of those people. But honestly, I think it's different from different people. How do you choose what to put on t Twitter? Is there like a certain, is it just about cardiology or is it, how do you decide to put some of your personal stuff? You put your dog, we all know your dog and tell us, well, how do you do that? Well, my first job was as a journalist when I was a kid, so I still have a love of news. And I still think, even though we all practice cardiology, there's so many much bigger public health issues than cardiovascular disease. So you'll notice that I do a lot of things that are more public health related uh, and more infectious disease mm -hmm. related. Yeah. Uh, there's not enough. There's not enough going on in cardiology for me to do something every day, and so. Every morning I go through the news and what's going on in all of medicine, not just cardiology. No, I know, and, you're amazing. Because uh, I do think, you know, as a doctor, I think you should know everything that's going on in medicine. And I think you should also know a lot about public policy and digital health. And I find it helps me navigate my way around the world. And then as I'm looking at all that, I just say, well, I think this would be something good for everyone to know. Um, I do think, you know, people, don't want just news. They also want to connect with you personally. And so I do always try and include something a little personal, quotes, things like that. And frankly, those are the things people are actually much more interested in. It oh, is social I love your media. Quotes. It is I social media. Quotes, it's yeah. not like um, public health media, you know, it's social media. So I and I don't do much of my own research because um, I think it's too self-promoting, and I also think uh, it puts someone like me and Bobby and even you at risk as well uh, from an FDA regulatory course, legal perspective. Course, so uh, I kind of take a step back. That's why I like to talk to a lot of people about their research, but you'll notice I don't do a lot of um, saying a lot about my own work because mm -hmm. uh, you can end up uh, in trouble that way. So what would be your advice for somebody who just wants to get started on, on Twitter? What should they do? How should they, well, cardiologist? So my, my wife actually just joined Twitter. I know, I just, that's why I'm asking so you. she's asked me these questions. Um, I think it's, I think it takes a little bit to understand what the norms are and how you even just use, use it. Like what's the, what are the most effective ways who one should follow? And so my advice is, is there are people who many people who are reluctant to join and my advice has always been you don't have to produce content you can go to twitter to be a content consumer and it's actually a very effective way to read your news and stay up to date in cardiology so that's generally that's how i started you with just it. follow mike gibson that's exactly it. you follow mike um <laughs> follow sunil you know you yeah. follow ajay you follow, follow people who are putting good content out there and read and that's how i think that's a good way to start and then at some point you know, you might you have find something way. to say. You might have something to say, or you, you know, someone will rope you into a conversation, and you know, everybody so, can do it at their own pace. So, do you guys get like urges to tweet? You like have like you sit there and you go, I have an urge to tweet. Do you? Do you? I I don't know. You know, mine is a little more. Mine, my day begins by reading the news, and it's just more of That's a just how just you are. embedded yeah. in my day. And then throughout the day, my computer's set up so I can see what's going on in the news. 
because I'm on all those conference calls like we all are and you know I'm just kind of scrolling through looking yeah, at what's going on amazing. you know and if I see something interesting I send it out so I, I kind of embedded it into my day mm -hmm. um, I don't know about you Bobby what do you do do you, do you get like do you sit there and go oh this is a tweetable moment <laughs> um, yeah you know I, I probably have tweeted one one hundredth of what Mike has so I'm, I'm, I'm like the you know, I feel like I'm sitting next to the LeBron James. I know of that's Twitter. what we have, so, this so, is the LeBron James. Like, that's he's, like high school that's varsity, why he's in maybe. the center seat no, there. No, 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 no. He's your high specificity, low sensitivity guy. <laughs> I'm your high sensitivity, low specificity guy. So we're at uh, other options. Uh, I don't know yeah. about that. So, you guys so, are both amazing. You know, like what I choose. You know, if I think something is, I really appreciate when Mike or you tweet something that that interests me and I'm so glad that I came across that because someone gave it to me. So I, I think, you know, when I see something that I might, someone might feel great, grateful that I tweeted it to them, I'll just sort of forward it on. And I think if I read something that I find interesting, I think other people will, I'll forward it on. Um, so last, what advice do you have um, for the bad and the ugly? Like, what if like you tweet something and you're like, oh, what did I do? Or you misspell something. Oh, God forbid I do that a lot because I'm going fast and I can't see. <laughs> but. What advice do you have, last, last piece of advice to, to people? Mike? I, um, I grew up in Oklahoma and I didn't learn how to spell, so I own all my misspellings. Um, I think they're an act of creativity, actually, is the way I, I view it. I think you have to learn to laugh at yourself. You have to own those kinds of errors. I, I think the much bigger errors are when you, if you do something, for me, and this is just me, if you were to do something that hurts someone's feelings, you know, I'm a little sensitive that way. So. Well, I, I really cringe about that one, but, but uh, try and be nice. Why, why, yeah, really why not be are nice? a wonderful I mean, man. Why, why, not, why not just be just nice? Just be nice, you know, Why do you yeah. have to be mean? There's why do no, I have to be mean? What are all those mean I don't people understand. who say mean things? I don't know. Why? <laughs> and you, what's your last piece of advice before we go off air, which would be, uh, we can just hang out here and talk for a long time, guys. Proofread your tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Read twice, tweet Read once. Read twice. Proof. proof Proofread. Yeah. Think twice. There are, think twice. Think, I mean, I think, think there's some things that think that before you, you tweet. Yeah, I think there's some things that, that you want to say sometimes, and you write it, and you're like, yeah, yeah. So be nice. Think things. before you tweet. Yeah. Proof your tweet. It's hard to undo it, even though there's be a nice. delete function. Be I think nice, we know nice, plenty nice. of situations nice. where people have tweeted things that that they regret putting out there, and so. Well, yeah. I just want to thank you both for this wonderful conversation, the thank LeBron you. James of. Wow. Twitter, wow. Thank, you thank you for being here. Thank you. It's kind of fun, like reversing the yeah, role because you're I, always, I'm always interviewing there, everybody. You know? You're, but you are a genuinely, amazingly wonderful, nice person. I know you don't like you don't like to be. You're brilliant. Let me all that. Try it in and give yeah, you twenty dollars. <laughs> you really are, and people are hearing that, and all your followers love you, and and we all do certainly here at TCT, but in the community at large. Well, thank, thank you. you for your contributions. You yes. Thank you for sharing all about yourself, but sharing what you believe people should know. And first and foremost, following the Hippocratic Oath the way you have done pretty much all your life. Do no harm and be kind and be giving and be good to people. Thank you, thank you. And most of all, for being such a great friend. So oh, thank you're you. just amazing. Yes. And thank you for coming and, and it's great to have you. And I always, Bobby Yates, 
tweets, high, highly, highly specific. I'm the, I'm the Jeremy Lin of Twitter. <laughs> you're not. If he's no, a LeBron James. You're up there. So thank you for sharing. <laughs> this is going to be like the hottest TV sh uh, radio show. Everyone should listen if they're going to get on Twitter, you know, right? And on social <laughs> media. Thank you again. Thanks. And thank you all for joining us.